Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, to say that you dodged a bullet <laughs> is an understatement. George, would you like to let everyone know what happened at the I, weekend? I didn't go camping. <laughs> you did the right you did the right thing. You made the right call. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I was actually if you was gonna dob me in it and make me look like I'd like ducked out, I was gonna play the voice note that you left me <laughs> on on Saturday morning being like Do not come. Don't come. It's ba- there's there's like mud everywhere. There's water. I mean, he, he didn't sell it to me. No. And Gigi, who can't cope with the wind, and my husband, who wears carrier bags over his shoes when he goes to the park oh my to avoid any mud. We're just we're just not set up for that kind no. of thing. So I'm gutted that we didn't get to spend the weekend together because I, I was so looking forward to it. But let me just I'll just fill you in. Um, if it had not been raining, it would have been the most beautiful weekend. The, the, like the campsite was set on the, a beautiful field, gorgeous view. Um, but it was torrential rain, basically from start to finish, apart from a few hours on Friday and a few hours on Saturday. And because of what, where we were, the position of the field, the, at one point we were lying, I was lying on this blow up mattress and I could just see water gushing through the bottom of the tent. Oh, it was like gosh. a river. People, I could hear our mates being like, oh, bedding soaking. One of their little girls woke up on the floor and because of the floor oh. was so wet and inside, she was soaking wet. I mean, so we basically oh, just decamped to the pub on Saturday. You can imagine how drunk we got watching the Lions yeah. game. And then it was like, it was like 6.30 and we were like, God, we have to go back to the campsite and see what's happened. So, I mean... You, you made the right choice. You re- Let's go somewhere hot, okay? <laughs> I was going to say, I am up for camping. I promise yeah. you. I am actually up for doing that mm. one time. Um, one time? <laughs> one time, one night. No, I am. I am up yeah. for it. I got my head around that. And actually, I'm sure it is fun. Um, mm. But yeah, it, we just if we can make the weather like, yeah. be sunny, then that would be great. We'll see if we can have a word with the weather chat. Yeah. When we got back <laughs> yeah. yesterday, though, um, can we talk about sex life? Not my sex life. Or your <gasps> oh sex my god, life. I've watched all of it. I've watched all. I've watched the whole thing. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've watched okay. all of it. This is the first. 
first time you've ever said to me, have you watched something? Yeah. And I've said yes. Yes. Because normally I say no, but I have. I've watched ev- all of it. It's brilliant. Okay, so I'm only one episode in, so we won't... And for anybody listening that uh, hasn't watched it yet, don't, okay. we won't make any spoilers. But, oh my gosh, the positions yeah. that she was put in in the first episode. <laughs> Wowzers. I was like, that Just pause. wait. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> oh God, Just, I can't wait. My husband, when he walked in, he's like, oh, you're watching your porno again. <laughs> I'll judge you, James. Well, I tried it to again. watch it with him. I thought it would be like we could watch it yeah. together. And he's like, no, no, this is this is for girls. This is for it's girls. For girls? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Judge and I think James. that's kind of across the board in my in my friend's WhatsApp group. It does seem to be more of a thing that women like to watch. Actually, to be men. fair, we started watching it together last night, me and Doz, and then he fell asleep after about 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, are you going to sleep? He was like, just <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, for girls or not, I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I love it. And yeah, and wait, just wait. I'm excited for you to watch it all. Did you have a nice dry weekend? Uh, do you know? <laughs> I had a really nice dry weekend. Yeah, I saw you. Um, we yesterday. didn't do loads. We didn't do loads. I'm not going to um, make you too jealous, but we did. We just had lots of nice food out um oh we went to a place called love your home which i will talk about when my sofa arrives because i was so impressed by it this isn't like an ad or sponsored or anything like that but just we were looking for we're looking for all sorts of house stuff at the moment like yuzo and it's really hard to find things in the right sizes and the right every you know everything to be exactly right and everything is bespoke and it's no different to if you were going to order from loaf or you know any of the others in price right you can have have all of your sofas and chairs made to the exact size and specification that you want. Um, is it called Love really, Your Home? Love Your Home. It's really close to you. It's in Godalming. Um, yeah, that's so really close us, to us. Yeah, yeah. it took us quite a while to get there, but um, so worth it. So if anyone is, you know, doing their house up or looking for new sofas at the moment, I highly recommend Was Gigi, it. Gigi with you for this? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a different thing. So when we got in there, she basically just... It was like a tornado in the showroom. Yeah. Dashing across the sofas. You know when you're like, don't put your feet on the sofa. And then by the end of it, you're like, <laughs> you okay, want. cool, cool. Yeah, as long want. as you're not drawing in permanent marker <laughs> over the bar- over the sofas, then we're all right, we're yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 do what you want. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend taking kids. That, no. That's the caveat, yeah. No, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> never to a sofa shop, it's never a good idea. Um, listen, we need to get into today's chat. Um, a beautiful conversation, actually, from somebody who I, I thought might be, um, sort of like super outgoing and kind of loud and you know because I've, I've watched her on the only ways Essex and I had a sort of preconceived idea about you know the sort of person but actually very shy really like sort of gentle and really honest really open it was a really raw chat just yeah yeah like really really beautiful conversation around her confidence and how she's been feeling as a mum and just really great wasn't it George really lovely conversation yeah yeah, it really was. And sometimes, you know, we go into these chats with an idea of what we might talk about. And actually, the conversation takes a completely different, like, turn, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we discuss things that, you know, we we hadn't planned on talking about. And she does get quite upset in the chat, um, which, again, we hadn't expected. Mm. Um, but I hope, you know, anyone listening to this will, you know, enjoy it. Maybe not, you know, maybe not expect this kind of conversation. Yes. Um, so yeah. So yeah, George, who are we chatting to today? Today we are chatting to Chloe Lewis. 
So joining us on the podcast today, I've got a feeling we're going to really get on with this girl from the chats that we've already had so far. Uh, Mum to Bo, she burst onto our screens, uh, gosh, I can't remember how many years ago, a few, fair few years ago now on TOWIE. Now she has been living over abroad, uh, influencer, blogger, businesswoman, this woman does it all. Welcome Chloe Lewis to the podcast. Hey everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chloe, let's go back to your entrance into TOWIE because I think a lot of people listening to this will have will have seen it will have watched you and kind of watched your journey and watched you grow up on screen so how was that process talk us through the highs and the lows the best bits you know the bits that really sort of challenged you about about being part of like the biggest tv show at the time right yeah it's a funny one because I, I was always quite quiet um and when I got approached by Towie I was a bit like no this really isn't for me I didn't really have the confidence to do it I just wasn't that person at all um and at the time like ex-boyfriend went on it and I thought no do you know what I'm going to go for it and see how it works out um and it surprisingly changed me for the better I would say um because I was always quite quiet I was always I'm not overly confident anyway I think people think I am but I'm not um and I yeah I just I, I didn't think that I would like it as such but I feel like it brought me out of my shell and I was always wrapped up in cotton wool as a child. So I think obviously you get things thrown at you that, that upset you and you get put in certain situations where friends are like disloyal to you and things like that. And it sort of made me grow a pair know, sort of coming to the real world yeah and so I guess you grew up and I don't know you can't, I guess you grew a thicker skin being being on the TV show yeah I changed as a person I really really did um but I'm not putting up with this anymore <laughs> no yeah it did it really changed me as a person and listen I struggled through TOWIE as in um I was upset all the time and mental health wise I really struggled my anxiety was through the roof um but and in the end, that's what made me come off of the show because um, it was too much. Right. Um, yeah, and I feel I, I do feel passionately about about mental health. And when I like see certain things about Love Island and things that come out about Chloe, and I'm like, there wasn't enough support. There wasn't. Um, I've never been right. that outspoken mm. about it or or ever. Yeah, obviously, I don't want the backlash from it. But at the same time, it's it's such an important thing. It's pressure. It's pressure of people because you are this person on this reality TV show that you should be doing certain things. You should be seen here. You should be doing that. You should you should be a certain person. And I wasn't that person. I was just little Clary Lewis and self whatever that got picked out to be on the TV show. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I found that really, really hard. I really did. Um, and I did for years after, if I'm honest. Um, just being so my life being so public I suppose um, but you sort of learn to control it and then I decided that it was too much for me and that I needed to pull myself away from it um, and I was actually pregnant with Bo at the time so I just thought you know what time to change and leave and become a mum so yeah that's sort of what was the turning point for me. What, what, what was it like when you um, had that conversation you know with your partner and said are we gonna have a baby here are we ready for this are we doing this or where, where were you guys at when you made the decision to become parents well for me in my life I had got to the stage in my life I'd had a really long relationship beforehand um and I was always really maternal so when I met Danny I was so happy and we were so in love he was my best friend and I couldn't believe that I was I felt this happy with someone 
Um, and I just thought to myself, do you know what? We either get married or we just wanted the next step, I suppose. Marriage just felt a little bit too, I don't know what the word is, but, and then we spoke about having a baby and I was like, I either have one before I'm 30 or we wait and have them later in life. Um, so yeah, we decided to go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I, I love how you guys decided that marriage was a bit like, oh, marriage. There's so much to it. There's, there's the wedding. Like, and obviously you got, we wanted to buy a house. There's just, it's, it's money as well. So we just decided yeah. that baby was the best thing. And when you're happy with someone, I suppose that's the biggest commitment, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what do they say about life? There's certain things that you can change in life, but um, babies, death and taxes are the only certainty. <laughs> you know, once they come, they ain't going anywhere. How was your pregnancy? Oh my God, you know what? I had the best pregnancy. I had the best pregnancy. I think they say this with boys though, don't they? I, I felt amazing. Like when I look back now, I, I wish I'd enjoyed it a little bit more. But I think when it's your first pregnancy, you, you're anxious anyway with like things that can go wrong. Um, and Bay was an identical twin and I lost him like 10 weeks 10 weeks into being pregnant I I lost the identical twin so there was there was loads of worry do you know what I mean so um but yeah I had a really good pregnancy when I look back I hadn't put on much weight I did I I, I love being pregnant I did but I just didn't enjoy it as much as I should have Chloe, can, can we touch on um the fact that you lost you know one of the twins so what did you know that you were pregnant with twins no, um, so I found out on Danny's birthday that I was pregnant, so I gave him a pregnancy test, um, and then, obviously, you don't have a scan straight away, do you? I think, no. How far gone are you when you have your first scan? I think it's 12 weeks, weeks. Yeah. yeah. 12 weeks, you don't, so, um, yeah, I think it was a couple of weeks, no, yeah, it was seven weeks in, seven weeks in, and I had heavy bleeding, and um you sort of know in your own head as a, as a girl, I think, you, like, it was abnormal. So I was like, I've lost the baby. I was really upset. Booked in for an emergency scan. Um, took my sister with me to the scan place because I thought, if anyone sees me going, I hadn't told anyone I was pregnant. So if anyone sees my sister was pregnant at the time, so I thought I could blame it on her. Um, got in, sat down, and um, she started scanning me. And she was like, oh, right, so there's one baby, and there's two babies. And I was like... No, honestly, yeah. oh, you, 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 you just don't expect it because you try for a baby and you, you're lucky to have one. And when she told me there was two, I was like, what? My sister nearly fell off the chair, bless her. Um, and um, she said, the only thing is, is one of the embryos is a lot smaller than the other one um, and the sac smaller. Um, and she said, right. I want you to leave here thinking that you have only got one baby. Um, she said, because it's really common, it's called um, vanishing twin syndrome. Um, and she said, the chances that you come back and there is two, she said, from what I can see, in her, in her own head and her own experience, she said, I think you've only got one here. Um, so I had to wait another three weeks to find out if I had one or if I had two, which was hell. Um, and yeah, obviously I went back, she told me that I had one. Um, and I grieved for three months, yeah, <laughs> really. I was so upset. Um, yeah, sorry. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, it's sorry. <laughs> it's no, no, it's. I mean, no. Do you know what we we've spoken about baby loss on the podcast at mm. a, a lot actually? With you know, with a lot of different women who've had lots of different experiences. But actually, this is something we've never, you know, we've never spoken about before yeah. because you know you're grieving the loss of one child while 
growing and preparing for another. Yeah. And that must be really confusing. No, it was horrible. It was horrible because Danny was so supportive, so supportive. But when it's you and it's your body, you feel like you've done something wrong. Mm. Like I was still exercising and things like that. So you think to yourself, oh, if I hadn't gone to that class or I hadn't done that, would have that made a difference? Or mm. you, you sort of blame yourself for such a long time because you think I've obviously done something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... I agreed. I agreed for yeah. I think I agreed for about three three months, but I didn't know anyone else that had dealt with it either. So everyone was like, "Clo, some people don't even like are lucky enough to have one child, but some people don't even get to have a baby." And I was like, "I know," and you're making me feel bad that I'm not grateful for the, for the that. baby that I've got, but no one understands what I'm feeling because obviously there are people out there that have, but anyone around me, I had didn't know anyone that had mm. been through it, so. It was really hard, really, really tough. Um, yeah, and even today, like obviously, they told me that the baby was identical. So even today, obviously, I see Bo and I think we're a bit of ah, oh, bless him. Like, I love him too many pieces. Imagine if there was two. Mm. It's just, it's a strange, it's a strange feeling. And I imagine as well, Chloe, with people's comments, you know, um, trying to make you feel better um, by saying, "Oh, but it's okay," because you know you've got one baby, and uh, and. Yeah. I, I don't know, tell, tell me, but maybe those comments, uh, you, you kind of find it difficult to take those comments because like George just said, you're, yeah. you've actually lost a child. Yeah, it's just, it's such a strange thing. I can't even, I can't even explain it. And I don't think you can until, unless you felt that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got to be, ha- and then it, to be fair, Danny was really, really good with me. And he was just like, Chloe, yeah. as much as it's, it's, it's so hard for you. And listen, he was upset as well. But at the same time, you've now got to try and move on and, and be happy for the baby that you've got and grateful for the baby that you've got. Like, he really pulled me out of my hole at that time because, obviously, my sister was, she's, like, obviously so good with me, but I needed that strongness from someone to tell me that you need to, like, enjoy this now. This is what mm. it's going to be and this mm. is what it is and you need to just move on. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think it took me about three months Um. And then once I've got, and then obviously I saw scans and things like that. And you sort of, yeah, once you see an actual baby, it, you do feel differently. But I think at the beginning where you don't see anything and there's nothing to, you almost don't feel like there's anything in there on yeah. your first pregnancy. You don't start to bond, I guess, do you really? No, you don't. I mean, some people do, I'm sure. No, I didn't. I didn't through the whole thing. Because I used to see these scans on the screen and I didn't know if I was having a boy or a girl either. Like I didn't find out. And I used to see the baby on the screen and I used to think, no, that's not in my belly. <laughs> I felt like that throughout yeah. the pregnancy. And I think to my sister, she was like, that's quite normal for your first baby. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. And who were you talking to at the time, Chloe, when you were going through that? Were you public about this on um, on social? Did you did you do any interviews? Were you, do, were, you, were you chatting to people online? Yeah, I found it, I, I found it quite comforting to um, speak about it. Um, so I've done a, I think I've done a shoot with OK magazine um, because I thought, I only really ever do like things in, like in the public when it's going to support and help other people because that's what we should do. Like, for example, when Bo, Bo had to have a helmet when he was born and or I didn't get paid for any of it or anything, but I, I promote that, like I pushed it out there on social media because I thought no one really knows about this flathead syndrome. And I'll speak about that in a minute, but um, no one knows about it. And the 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 stuff that the people that came back to me was like my baby's got this I didn't know it was a thing and 
blah 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 but I wanted women to think and or know oh find it comforting that oh Chloe Lewis went through that once upon a time if they ever do go through it yeah um, and that it's quite normal (laughs) we'll be right back after this short break if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So tell us a little bit about Bo's diagnosis with his head. Oh, well, basically, I had such a traumatic birth. Oh, let's talk to us about the birth first. Yeah, tell us about the birth. I don't really know why it was traumatic. It just was. Um, more so, my mum says, obviously, I just thought it was horrendous anyway, but my mum's obviously watched my sister give birth to three children and she was like, no, yours was a different ball game. I was like, really? Um, no, I went in at four centimetres. I was with uh, um, the NHS and they were amazing. Um, I asked for an epidural early. I was meant to be having a water birth, but that didn't work out. Um, asked for an epidural early. Um, they didn't come round and give it to me. So I was eight centimetres. Yeah, it was eight centimetres. Um, and then she was like, right, we're going to start pushing now. And I had like, that 15 minutes where I felt quite calm and I remember having a laugh and a joke with my with Danny and my mum and then when I came to push I was like I can feel everything is this normal like I could feel everything she was like she whispered something to my mum and I was like oh my god what and my mum was like I don't think the epidurals work to you so but let's just go with it come on and no apparently it just didn't work on me no way well I think it's like one in ten women yeah. that it doesn't work yeah I've heard about this. So yeah, he got. I was pushed. I pushed for two hours. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Um, so he got he got stuck in my birth canal for such a long time that it shaped his head. Right. Um, so when he came out, bless him, it looked like literally half of his side of his head had just been cut off, um, and it was oh. like protrude, like sort of came over to one side. Um, which my sister's little girl was quite similar, but not as bad. So I didn't, I didn't get upset about it or worry about it. I stayed in for the night, and then um, when I came out, there was this girl on Instagram that my mum followed, Ria, and her little boy Rudy. And she, why don't you just like ask her about these head things? She had little boy had a helmet, 
and I was like oh mum I'm not doing that I like I was a bit embarrassed about it I was like I can't like Bo can't be walking around in a helmet that people are going to think there's something wrong with him she was like Chloe it's probably for six months of his, of his life and why don't you just look into it um so I did and everyone kept going to me oh his head's fine he's a boy he's gonna get hair and I used to think yeah I know but it is really bad so I messaged this girl on Instagram and um, bless her she came back to me with so much like so many answered me so many questions wow um and yeah I ended up getting him a helmet bless him and he wore it and he wore it for two and a half months um but his head completely changed in that time so the helmet the helmet reshapes the um formation of the skull yeah and because it's so soft when they're little babies it's quite easy to change the shape I think you can only do it up to a certain amount of months um you can have physio and things like that um which I did do um, because he had a thing called uh, salty collars. He had like one short muscle in his neck and one really long muscle. So I had to have to go for that anyway. Um, but yeah, the helmet thing was amazing. I couldn't believe it when he had it. No, I mean, it was a struggle because yeah. they have to sleep it. Yeah, yeah, trying to get him. Yeah. Do you have to sleep in it? They have to sleep in it. 24 hours a day, they have to have it on. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's enough information around that process about what, what can happen to um, kind of, like you said, baby's head or because K- K- when Kit, my youngest, was born, he came out on an angle. Um, so he, he like really, really injured his sort of pulled his neck. But that really affected. Obviously, he was super uncomfortable and he couldn't say to me, oh, look, the yeah, side yeah. of my neck is. But that was to do with the fact that he was in the birthing canal and came down on a funny angle. And um, there just wasn't any information about it. And then someone messaged me on no. Instagram. Say, I just said, like, I can't put him on his, uh, you know, he just wouldn't sleep on his back. He wouldn't go in his pram. He wouldn't sit in the car seat. He was, you could tell. And it was like, and someone it's said, why don't, you, why don't you take him for um, a, a here we go. Cranial, <laughs> cranial, oste- cranial osteopathy. Well done, George. Yeah. That's why I love we you. We got there in the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And and it really, really works. But I hadn't even heard of kind of baby physio or baby massage during no, my pregnancies. I actually don't think there's enough support with things like that when you come out of, especially when you're a first time mum. Yeah. There's not enough support with it. As far, listen, the NHS were amazing. Giving birth, they were amazing. Up the after bit was amazing. But I just think, they checked him over, over. His head was black. His head was black from the bruise. It was so, that no, was black. The end of his head was black. Um, and there was no like, look, listen, I, I know it can't be on the NHS all the time, but I, I think sometimes there should be sort of an aftercare where you can be like, these are the options that you can, you can go through if you want to pay, if you want to do this. There, there was just none of that when I left. Um, but I left worrying as well as being a new, uh, like a first time mum he had reflux so it was just so many different things yeah I cried every day for about a month (laughs) yeah of course you did of course you did I know mums do but yeah I just there was just so much that I that I thought I knew that I didn't because my sister had children and I'd always been there and I just yeah it was it was tough tough time do you know what it is it is a lot and you're so right as in the midwife comes around and she'll make sure that you know the baby's feeding the baby's putting on weight but actually there's so many other things like we've spoken about reflux a lot they mostly you know most of the time the midwife just says oh it'll be fun you know they'll settle down they're just young yeah they're you know 
that they've got a, their digestive system hasn't quite developed yet so it'll be all right and then you have a baby that screams all day long and you think well no I've seen babies out there and they're just asleep and they're quiet so I this think, is not right. I think <laughs> it's important to say as well that we, we I mean in terms of midwives and what they do they've got not only you to go and see but they've then got you know however exactly. many other people oh, on the other course. side of it yeah, and yeah, the yeah. care that yeah. the midwives give is unbelievable like I couldn't have got through the first couple of weeks without my midwife coming around and just knowing that she was coming when my husband was working was like a real support but yeah like you said I mean is there anything that can be done in terms of giving that little extra you know information and support well it's the education as well isn't it you do have the the um the aftercare the people that come to like obviously I I was just on the NHS so I just had the normal thing I didn't have anything private or I didn't even have a private midwife or anything that came to see me I just I just wanted to do it the normal way yeah health visitors come around yeah yeah health visitors came around but even even the health visitors, I just felt like they wasn't like I thought they had a, a, a um, had a milk allergy, but the, the things that they was asking me to do, like go to the doctors, take a poo sample, do this, do that, it was just a lot for when you're a new when you're a new mum, so even to get out of the house <laughs> at first, like I just feel like there should be a little bit more support with that. That makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I guess, you know, if we're all like all of us as parents are more informed of these things, then if we, you know, if we know about something, then we can see the signs and we can say to the doctor or we can say to the midwife. But unless we all have these conversations and talk about the things that can happen, none of us are going to know. Well, we we? wouldn't have known about the reflux thing, George, would we? We had Alison Scott Wright on the podcast, who's the reflux queen. And with with our, you know, Georgia had a bit of reflux with Axel. He had a little bit, didn't he? And then when Kit came along, he had severe reflux, sounded like Bo. Um, But if I hadn't had uh, the podcast and had the conversation, I would have been completely in the dark. No. It was only because I knew that I banged on the doctor's door and said, this is not right. He has got a milk allergy. I know he has X, Y, and Z. Can you give me this? Can you give me that? And they were like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. But I imagine a lot of parents don't know. No, no. I, don't, I mean, I must have tried, I think I tried like four different milks. I tried five different size teats. I think I went through so much. You go through so much stuff, don't you, to actually try and find what's right for you and your baby. Tell us the signs, Chloe. Tell us what was going on with Bo at the time with his reflux. Yeah, so he, yeah, just uh, I would feed him. He was then quite sick. Um, God, it, it feels so long ago now. Mm. I can't even remember. Um, I, he couldn't sleep on his back. He had to lay on his side. Um, I used to have to hold him up like 20 minutes after he fed, um, which obviously doesn't sound that bad, but when you're two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> all you want to do yeah. is feed and pop him straight back down to sleep. Um, he used to screw his legs up in pain. Um, he used to make a noise actually. He used to make like a, a like a, I can't really remember the noise. It was like a, almost like a bunting noise, I think he used to make from the. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like uncomfortable. It's like yeah. this. It goes yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to yeah. make this noise, I remember. Um, so, yeah, it was just difficult. It was difficult. And then I remember one time I said to my sister, I went, Can you just have him for just one night? And she was like, okay. And she hadn't, well, she's got three children already. She had him for the night. She went, oh my God, Chloe. She went, I completely understand why it was all stood. Because she was, she obviously she had not had that with any of her three. So she, it was just a different, different, a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what did you do at that point? Did you go and speak to your doctor and say, this is what I think, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I took, I took, um, I took, uh, a poo sample and uh did he yeah no I took the I took the the, the sample um and it came back that he didn't have 
a an allergy but they'd already given me the goat's milk to start on because they said obviously by the time the, the results come back but when I put him on the goat's, goat's milk he absolutely stank <laughs> he didn't smell like a baby and I was like I can't I, I went to my sister I went, he can't be on this I can't have him on this milk because he doesn't smell like a baby all I could smell was this like awful if you smell goat's milk yeah Luna, Luna yeah. was on goat's milk Does it, is it, do you think it's got a funky smell yeah it has is it yeah a bit, go- bit goaty yeah. a bit goaty <laughs> oh what's that is that a goat that's my child actually it's not Billy <laughs> yeah yeah no just anyway and he wasn't any better on it so I then put him back on the normal milk I was on active milk at the time and then one of my sister's friends um said her friend had uh, her baby son had really bad allergy She's done loads of tests, went to the Portland, went to here, went to there, and came back and said the best milk to be on is um, hip organic reflux. Yeah. Um, so that's what I ended up putting him on, and he was absolutely fine. It's crazy, yeah, isn't it? Because that's still because it's still that's still a, a, a dairy protein. So the mm. chain of the yeah. protein, the way it's yeah. formed, and the way baby breaks it down, is still the same. So it's amazing that you didn't have to go on any sort of dairy free. No. Yeah. No. So I think it was just that the milk was too thin, and that he didn't have an allergy, but he just he. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know, but it really, really helped. That's brilliant. And I kept him on that for about six months, I think. But it does go to show that sometimes it is trial and error. And although I know you have to be careful switching milks and all that kind of stuff, just talking among friends, like, you know, one of of my friend's sons was on um, anti-reflux milk. I think Alison Scott Wright got him on that. And then my daughter, Gigi, this sounds so ridiculous, but she could only ever have the pre-made so I had to just oh, yeah. buy this. And now she'll only drink milk. Like, obviously, she's two now, so she drinks cow's milk. But I have to froth it because but, she I mean, doesn't can... like that consistency. Georgia, she wants to go to a barista <laughs> and get it done in the pot. Like, Georgia, you come on, mate. You've got to stop frothing her <laughs> no, milk. But, you no, know, but, but like, I literally, I couldn't, like, I would give her cow's milk just, hit, like, you know, warmed up. But because of the texture of right. the milk that she was used to when she was on formula, it must be that she doesn't like that texture. She wants more like a, I don't know, a thicker texture. I guess. What are we doing for our kids? I it's mean, only going one way, No, it's so true, isn't it? It's like, oh, I only have my milk froth. I have to, otherwise she won't, well, she could just probably not drink, drink it. it. Well, she could not drink it now, she's two, so I should probably just tell her to do one, but I don't, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Are you two, because Kit's a bit older than um, Bo and Gigi, are you guys still giving um, them milk at night? I'm really interested about this. And we've just cut it out of Kit. Have you? Leaving. Bo- well, his bottle before bed, it was like a comfort thing. He didn't need it, he just wanted it. And then about a month ago, I was like, no, the cows have run out of milk. And he was like that. What? Axel had his bottle until he was three and Gigi was born. And he realised that she was drinking out of a bottle. And he was a bit like, oh, she's a baby. I don't want this anymore. But Gigi, I mean, she was, I don't know. I don't, I guess there's like no, it's not causing me any dramas. So I think I'll just continue. No, Bo's nearly two. He still has four bottles a day, but he doesn't eat. Oh. Four bottles a day? Yeah, but it's a lot. It is a lot. But he doesn't, because of that thing he had in his neck, yeah. it, it caused him to not eat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of the torticollis in his neck, it caused him not to eat. So he struggled for ages. Like, he, like everyone was weaning. Babies at the same were weaning and eating yeah. different things. And I was like, the only thing he eats is porridge, but, oh, and he still does now. That. He only eats porridge and toast. <laughs> love that sounds like a he great won't eat diet. Anything else. Beige diet. No, it's terrible. No, but it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, God, I feel bad, but he's fine and he's huge. Do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. not worried, but yeah, he still he still has four books a day though. He's quite a baby though, I think. 
How old is he? Um, 19 months? 23 months. Yeah, so yeah. he'll be, what, two yeah. in September. And and what, are you basically ramming everything that you can in that porridge? Like, we were told you can grate carrot into it, you can do this one, instead of it just... No, so he, he will only eat baby porridge. Like, actually, like, normal baby... Yeah, he won't eat, like, normal porridge. Right. I know. Oh well, he's he's massive, growing big, and yeah. he'll suddenly turn around to you and go, "Mom, can I have a fish finger for God's yeah. sake?" Yeah, <laughs> I know. Give me a double cheeseburger. Another thing, I sh- you do as a mum, don't you? I was like, he doesn't eat. All these kids are eating like spaghetti bolognese and this and that, and you do stress about it. But I just think he's not going to get to like four and not eat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even three. Yeah, so, it will come. Think, don't worry about it. It will come. Yeah. yeah. And if you did put anything else down in front of him, what would he do? Would he just pick it up and chuck it on the floor or just say no? Oh, yeah, he just goes, he just picks it up from his seat and just drops it by the side of him. Yeah. So annoying, that's isn't it, so, when you do that? Yeah, oh, gosh, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think I'll, I'll just stick with my porridge and then I haven't got to yeah. clean up after. <laughs> I mean, at least you're not having to spend hours making different yeah. dinners. No, I know. I know. It's quite easy. It is easy. I think they do it on purpose. Like, I'm, I, I'm not a good cook, Chloe. If you listen to the podcast, you'll know that George is the chef, aren't you, G? I am. Yeah, she loves it. She loves nothing more than tinkering around in the kitchen, pulling out the spot. Is that how you say it? Is that the proper <laughs> chef word? No, it's probably that more tinkering. That makes me sound tinkering. really odd. <laughs> yeah, but you do. And then, I, but, but I don't. So when I do, I'm like, oh, this is great. I've made a really big effort. And my kids are just like, Kit just goes, it's his favourite meal, spaghetti bolognese. And he'll just go, no, hate spaghetti bolognese. And I'm like, why would you say that to me? You little asshole. Like, you know that I hate cooking. I'll just cook this for you. And you say you hate it. You love it. Eat it. And then he'll eat it. It's taking me hours. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah. And Chloe, talk to us about, you know, you've got a fashion collection um, with style cheats. So talk, talk to us a little bit about, I guess, how your style's changed um, since you've become a mum. Or if it has, might not have even changed. Has it changed? Yeah, no, um, sorry, I'll go back to Style Cheat. So Style Cheat, the girls um, approached me to do a collection um, and um, lovely girls, by the way, loved working with them. Um, and when they showed me the collection, I was like, you know what, this is really nice. It's nice for new mums. It's new, nice for mums to be. Like, it just suited everyone. Um, it's colourful. There's, there's just stuff in there for everyone. You can wear it to the beach. You can wear it to work. You can wear it daytime, day to day. Um, so, yeah, when the girls approached me about it, I was like, no, do you know what? It's, uh, I've always got done different things and, and, and it, this is different to what I've ever done. So, um, yeah, it's great. It's so great. Honestly, the stuff's amazing. The dresses are so cute. Um, and I think they've had a really good reaction from it. So that's... Yeah, I mean, I've seen it and some of the stuff's lovely, especially, you Beautiful. know, like if you like you say, there's stuff you could probably wear when you're pregnant, there's stuff you could wear if you're breastfeeding, there's stuff that you could wear if you're not feeling that confident. Yeah, um, or just stuff like you, I wore yeah. that beautiful gingham dress the other day with the beautiful little cap sleeves and I got so many compliments on it, Chloe, so we, yeah, we oh. really do love. Oh, really amazing. Love yeah. yeah, I just feel, feel like you can style it how you want to style it, like. You can wear boots with it. You can wear sandals. You can you can put your own little style to it. So, yeah, I was really really pleased with it. Really, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and, t- and tell us what's next. What else have you got coming up? I just sort of just take each day as it comes. I think it's funny because I think people think that I'm like busy all the time, but I am just busy being a mum. I know you're you're quite you're quite business headed though, aren't you, Zoe? I feel like George is the business headed one. I love that. No, are you not? I, I, I'm, I feel I'm like just, you are. Yeah, I'm quite ambitious. I think is probably I like I love yeah, you are my career comes first, not before the children, 
but uh, equal. No, I'm joking. No. no, 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 no. Like I just, I obviously love the children more than I love my job. But I think it's uh, for me. I'm not me without my job. If that makes sense. And oh my I don't, god, it's very important. Yeah. yeah. But George is the business head. I agree. The business one. She is <gasps> the chef. The business one. <laughs> tinkering yeah, around and that's another thing that but that's another thing when you become a mum you have to just try and balance everything mm. like work as well as being a mum like it, it's hard it is really hard mm. well I think it is anyway so I just sort of I just take each week as it comes I have like little shoots booked in and bits and bobs um um and things to look forward to but I don't sort of like put too much pressure on myself Chloe's quite zen, I think, George. Yeah, I f- yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I, I, like I said before, I struggled with anxiety so badly when I was on one, on the show and, and years after as well that I think just you've got to be happy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you've got to do what's right for you. And if you find things too much and, you know, I just think, yeah, you just have to sort of do you. Yeah, com- absolutely. And what a great role model you are to, to Bo saying that as well. You know, you just you just got to be happy and do what makes you happy. Yeah, the little shit is the one who's changing my life. <laughs> uh, Chloe, I feel like that's a lovely point to um, yeah. to end the conversation. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You. It's been an absolute joy. Thank uh, you. Chloe Lewis. <laughs> I love that chat for lots of reasons, but I really felt like we saw the real Chloe there. And actually, I'll be completely honest, I had a bit of a preconceived idea that I thought she'd be maybe a bit more sort of like show business, you know, just a bit more kind of... um, Yeah, no, I know know exactly what you mean, but actually... It was just shy, like chatting. Quite shy. Yeah, just yeah, just she's quite shy. It's just like chatting to your mate. And I feel oh well, I hope she enjoyed talking to us because she, you know, she obviously felt comfortable enough to open up and you actually heard her get quite upset. Mm. Um, which is hard because you, you know, we we want to talk about these, you know, these things, but we never ever want to upset anybody. No, of course not. And and I, you know, I hope that anyone listening who's been through something like this, will, you know, will find some comfort in Chloe opening up about it and actually talking about grieving for one child while you're also growing pregnant. Mm. Yeah, that must. And do you know what? As well, when she said, sometimes I look at Bo, like she said, all oh, today I looked at Bo and I, because he was an, it was an identical twin that she yeah. lost, and she thinks, oh, there would have been two, and that mm. that is really mm. hard. Mm. That's that's a lot to deal with but it sounds like she's got a great support network around her and she you know she's obviously doing really well now yeah she is I I, I loved the way she felt she could open up to us about that and I really like the way she said um that you know she she feels that she has to use her platform for for good for kind of normalizing which is you know she's what hopefully we're we're trying to do with all these conversations as well so she's definitely got her head screwed on the right way we like Chloe now um we are going to be back out on Friday but before we go we would just love to ask that you give us um a little follow um also if you could rate review and subscribe or follow the podcast that would be absolutely amazing we love reading your reviews so if you haven't yeah. done one yet it would be amazing to do it because it does help spread the name of the podcast around a little bit get more eyes on it it does and also it gives us a warm fuzzy feeling because no, it some does. of the comments are so lovely and it just really sort of cements why we're doing this so yeah. it's really nice to read thank you so much for everyone who has already reviewed um, if you have got any suggestions for topics you'd like to cu- us, us to cover or people you'd like to hear from then please just drop us a DM on at Made by Mummers or on Zoe's channel at Zoe Hardman and we'll be back on Friday 
Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful Imogen Hart. Insanity Group. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.